At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Greg Peterson Experience here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got three tremendous hours coming up for you as we've got a lot to talk about as we've got a nice Wednesday college basketball card that is coming up. We've also got a lot that is going to be on tap with just everything that we need to know in terms of the NFC and AFC championship game, and we've got Oscar nominations to break down, and we got to try to find you guys some money on the Oscars. Unfortunately, where I'm based in Las Vegas, you're not able to bet on these as it's really a state-by-state thing, but I know that many of you guys out there on the East Coast, you're able to fire in on these. So we're going to be taking a look at just what we're all getting on that front as Brian Ortega, one of our very own here at V-CIN, along Tom Cunningham. They're going to be talking some Oscars with me at hour number three, but... Before that happens, we've got to talk a little football with our first two guests. Ryan Kramer does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's going to be joining me in hour number two, 1.15 a.m. Eastern time to be able to take a look at these NFC and AFC championship games. And then Frank Schwab, he's going to be joining me to talk about the NFL landscape and take a look at these two games in about 15 minutes. He does amazing work over at Yahoo Sports. So we've got a lot to discuss there and... We've got a lot that is currently happening in the sports world. And something that I really noticed from Tuesday is something that I think is so interesting because we always hear the term, oh, this was a bad beat. We always hear good wins and we always take a look at the end of games, which I do think that this is a big reason why you do have a circumstance now where it's no longer a beat is a beat because there is a big difference between laying like four points with a team, and I'm just throwing out there an arbitrary number, and having them win by three points, but the other team hitting a half quarter at the end of a game where they were up by six prior to that half court shot. That's a bad beat. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, and that's different than having a team laying four points and losing by 20. That is not a bad beat, to say the least, but are there instances where you could have a bad beat on other side and you could have a good win, for lack of a better term, on another side. This is one that I actually aired out on Twitter a few minutes ago and felt like it got mixed reaction. I think that the answer 
that I'm getting from this is pretty much, yes, you can have a bad beat on both sides, regardless of which side does not come through. And it's a game that I know that Wes and Femi were taking a look at on Live Bet tonight. It was the North Carolina versus Syracuse game because this was a game where North Carolina was able to get out to a nice early lead. They were the team that was leading throughout much of the game. They were up 56-46 with about 12 minutes remaining. Syracuse was able to storm back. They were able to actually take a very slight lead with about 90 seconds remaining. But then North Carolina, due to a put back pretty much on a missed free throw, they were able to take the lead. And then from there, you have a very strange flagrant foul that happened where Judah Mintz throws an elbow. It was completely inverted, but elbow makes contact with a face. And then from there, you have North Carolina make some free throws. They get up four points and they had a chance with 0.8 seconds left. Line, by the way, North Carolina, four and a half point favorite. They have two free throws to be able to cover this number with eight tenths of a second remaining. Both of the free throws of Seth Trimble, they are halfway down. They spin out. And if you would have had Syracuse, and I was on Syracuse in this game, I would have considered it a really bad beat had that not gotten there for me because you're just like, man, I've got Syracuse. They're down by one point with 15 seconds remaining. They're up by a point with 30 seconds left. That doesn't get there. You know what? That's absolutely brutal. And if you have North Carolina, you're thinking, I need one free throw, one stinking free throw for my minus four and a half to be able to get there both free throws they go halfway down they spin out that's a bad beat and in both instances I think that you are correct and I do think that it always poses a question of what is truly a bad beat or not and I think that it can be a little bit murky and I think that everyone's definition is going to vary a little bit I don't think that you've got any one true universal definition I think that we can deduce what is not a bad beat like Let's take a look a little bit earlier on the card. You saw the Penn State versus Rutgers game from Tuesday. Rutgers completely mopped the floor with Penn State. Penn State loses that game by kind of 65 to 45. They had Penn State did a lot of open threes. They missed darn near every one of them. They go four of 25 from three point range. And I do think that there's a difference between also a bad beat and tough losses bad variance that happens like if you want to say that you were on Penn State getting the points and you were sort of on the wrong side of bad variance you picked a bad day to be able to back them absolutely I think that that is very fair and that does happen and that's something that you do want to be taking into account when it comes to your bets because when you watch a game and you watch why your bet did slash did not get to the window that is something that you want to keep in mind because when it comes to Penn State, next time they get that many open threes, they're probably not going to go 4 of 25 from three, especially considering coming into this game, they were a top 35 team. In terms of three-point shooting percentage, a team that has really been able to get it going all season long from three-point range, and it is always something to keep in mind. You want to be taking a look at past results as well, because there's only so much that the stat sheets, these spreadsheets, what have you, they're able to take into account when you actually watch these games and you take a look at a team that is shooting, we're just throwing out there once again an arbitrary number, 39% from three-point range this year, which that would be in the top 20 in all of college basketball. When you watch the way that they've been able to get the job done, is it because they're doing a great job flowing the ball, doing an amazing job, getting a lot of great passes going, and then they're just able to sink those open shots or do you have a bunch of fadeaways with a guy double draped and somehow, someway, ball goes into the basket? That is something that you do want to account for, and you do want to account for perhaps a little bit of past results as well. Like, there's a guy that is playing for Providence. His name is Jared Bynum. He has been literally the textbook definition of Jekyll and Hyde throughout his college basketball career, year in and year out, with regards to his three-point shooting percentage. Jerry Bynum, this year for Providence, he is shooting somewhere in the neighborhood of about 24% from three-point range. Last year, he shot 41.3% from three. Year before that, 
He shot 11.9% from three. And as a freshman, he shot 34% from distance. When I take a look at that, what I deduce is he's a career about 31.5%, 32% three-point shooter, somewhere in that neighborhood. And he probably got the deserved three-point shooting percentage year number one when he shot right around 34.5% from three-point range. Got incredibly unlucky with that 12%. If you looked at his games last year, he got incredibly lucky with that 41.5% last season. And then this season, he's been getting pretty stinking unlucky. And that happens from time to time where you just have long runs of good shooting variants, bad shooting variants, and you're able to relate it to some of your bets as well. Like some of you, you're going to go on a run where you're like one and nine. You throw up there some really good bets, but you once again have North Carolina laying four and a half points and they brick both free throws or not even brick both free throws. They have both free throws go halfway down and out for you to not be able to get there. And then some of you might have things like Syracuse where I mean, it was the correct side. Like, if you take a look for the entirety of the game, Syracuse was the correct side. Still one that I would consider to be very fortunate because you do have those two free throws at the end where it looks like, all right, you're going to be the victim of a relatively rough beat here, but it's able to get to the window. Like, I'll relate with one that I do feel like it was probably a little bit fortunate in the end sequence, but it was the right side all the way around. And had I not gotten this one to fall, I might have needed to take a few days break. If you remember the Lehigh versus Wisconsin game from about a month ago, and if you remember this game, you are either A, based out in the state of Wisconsin, B, in the Lehigh Valley in the great state of Pennsylvania, or C, a sicko like myself. But that was a game where Lehigh was catching right around about 22 or so points against Wisconsin. They were up five points with 15 minutes remaining in the second half. Wisconsin was actually leading and covering with about 30 seconds left because they were just going drain three, drain three, drain three. They were canning everything after they got down like five or so points with 15 or minutes remaining in the second half. And you needed a late three from Lehigh with, I think it was about 25 or so seconds left because they drained that shot. And then they dribble it out at the end. But they needed that late three to be able to get to the window. I personally was catching the gob ton north of 20 points with Lehigh and felt, yep, I got exactly what I should have gotten. This was one where had I not been able to get Lehigh to the window, I would have been incredibly salty. I would have probably needed to take a little bit of a mental health break because when you're catching north of 20 points with a the team, they're leading in the second half. That should absolutely get there to the window. You recognize that there are good runs and bad runs in college basketball. And, I mean, I'll give a little bit of a shout-out to a guy. His name is Evan Miyakawa. He does a great job taking a look at college basketball analytics. He actually charts these teams that are most and least frequently going on sort of these 10-0 to and greater runs. So that is always something that you do want to be taking a look at. But those are things that you want to be accounting for. And it just... It always seems to iron out in the end. Sometimes you'll take these good breaks. Sometimes you'll take these bad breaks. They're all in stride, and we're taking it in stride next. Here on the Greg Peterson Experience, as Frank Schwab does amazing work at Yahoo Sports, he's going to get us set up for championship week in the NFL. Here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If you are looking for a betting edge on football's biggest game, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN shows and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving on every single game. Deep dive betting reports. VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99 and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. That is at vsin.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by our guest, Frank Schwab. Does amazing work taking a look at the game of football over there at Yahoo Sports and Frank, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. How's it going, Greg? It is going great. And if you took the Cincinnati Bengals early, we don't know whether or not it's getting to the window or not, but you should be feeling great about this as well because we have seen a flip of favorites on this game, typically something that you don't see in terms of the NFL playoffs, but typically you don't see a situation much like we're seeing with Patrick Mahomes as well. Right now, the Bengals, they're pretty much across the board, a one-and-a-half-point favorite. We've seen... Lots of movement on this game. Where do you stand on it for one? And are you hearing anything in terms of the Patrick Mahomes front? Because I am fully convinced that he is going to be playing in this game. If he does not, I would be stunned. Now, whether or not he finishes the game, I think that that is a question. But for him to not go out there at all would be very, very shocking to me, to say the least. But I do think that it's just the million, north of million dollar question in this case for some people as to what we're going to be able to get out of him this week. Yeah, I, first of all, I, Mahomes is going to play. Like, yeah. there's, there's just no question about that. The, the guy is going to play unless something really crazy happens. Real quickly, I do want to talk about the line movement because I think it's been fascinating. The Bengals opened. You could find it at plus two and a half some places. It moved all the way, like you said, the favorite flipped, and it was one and a half, then two, then two and a half. Then there was some buyback. So I, I find it interesting because I'm sitting there looking at Bengals minus two and a half saying, how much is Patrick Mahomes' injury really worth the line like he's going to play he's not going to be 100 percent. is that worth four points five points like i mean i thought it was crazy the way this line was moving unless i'm missing a game the only time patrick mahomes has been a home underdog in his career was against the bills earlier this season so one time in five years starting has he been a home underdog and all of a sudden an asc championship it's just going to be Bengals plus you know minus two and a half will it get to three probably won't anymore but i found the 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 line movement, the betting patterns, because all the money early on is coming in on the Bengals, really, really fascinating. I think Mahomes, look, he's played through a high ankle sprain before. He did it a few years ago, early in the season. He got one. He, week two, they played at uh, Oakland. I think they were still there. And he played fine. I, I don't know. You know, we don't know the severity uh, compared to that. We don't know if, you know, just there's different variables to every injury, right? But I believe Mahomes is going to play and be, I don't know, 90%, 80% at least. I, I think he's going to be just fine. You know, the, the truth is they're going to shoot him up. He's not going to feel much of that pain. I think he's going to go out there, gut it out. He's going to be hyper-focused. A lot of great athletes 
really hone in when they have an injury like that flu game for Michael Jordan or, you know, I mean, you know, Brett Favre back in the 90s. He played some of his best ball when he was really banged up. So I think that's going to happen to Mahomes. We won't find out much more until Wednesday, Thursday, when they start practicing, when the Chiefs media talks to Mahomes. But right now it's just a guess, but uh, it's not a guess that he's going to play, but it's a guess that he's going to be reasonably healthy for this game and I think pretty effective. Yep, I think that that is really what is a fascination here as well. And I do think that this is a line that it has moved a little bit too far. Now, you could be of the mindset that the Bengals are just a better team all along, but I still do have a few question marks with regards to this offensive line. It was what we were asking all week last week going into that game against the Buffalo Bills. And I do think that for this Bengals offensive line, they certainly probably were a little bit undermined too much going into that game against the Bills, but now I feel like maybe we're brushing it aside a little bit too much as well. I feel like there was an overreaction last week, and now there might be a little bit of an underreaction this week. I'm not sure how much you're taking a look at that, but I feel like the Bengals' offensive line was not exposed too much against the Bills, and it might be a little bit more this week. Very interesting. I think a great take by you to say it doesn't just go away because they had one good game, and I thought the snow really helped the Bengals. The Bills' pass rush was just a little slow, they look like the, some of their defenders look like they were on an ice rink. Sometimes they really didn't react well to that weather. And that definitely helped the Bengals offensive line. Now the question here, this game, can the chiefs defensive line take advantage of it? I, Chris Jones, a great player. I, I think Chris Jones might be one of the most underrated players of football, but who else, who else is really going to take advantage of those holes on the offensive line uh, along that chiefs front. I don't know that they could really be that team to, to get after Joe Burrow force him into mistakes. And Joe Burrow's a smart quarterback. He's going to get rid of the ball. Like, I mean, he knows I don't got much time. I don't got my guys in front of me. And, you know, so I, I agree with you. We we can't just ignore it. But I do think the Bengals, like I think I said last week, if any team knows how to make a Super Bowl, the bad offensive line, it's the Bengals. They did it last year. So I think that they handled it really well against the Bills. Those guys played well. Snow or not, gives them a little bit of confidence. It's not a non-factor, as you pointed out very well. but I, I think that, you know, I, I don't know that it's going to be the determining thing in this game just because I'm not sure the Chiefs can really figure out how to take advantage and exploit that, uh, you know, the offensive line that might have three guys out again. Yep, I think that that is something that is not necessarily being highlighted enough. And when it comes to these games, I do think that it is very important that you probably don't want to be investing like more than you could afford to lose in terms of any side slash shuttle, because as we know, we're down to three games. Most people, they typically are taking a little bit more than like one or two sides in totals in terms of a normal NFL week. So there's going to be fewer opportunities for that. But are, is there anything that you're taking a look at perhaps in terms of like a player proper to in this game? Because I feel like with all the ailments, we just talked about it with the Bengals offensive line, coupled with what is happening with Patrick Mahomes, that there might be some really good opportunities if you think that Patrick Mahomes, much like you were saying, is a little bit less affected than we are thinking initially, and vice versa. If you think that the Chiefs defensive line is able to get home on Joe Burrow, I think that there's a lot of money to be made in terms of taking a little bit more of a look at some of these ancillary markets. Yeah, and I, you know, one thing that comes to mind is maybe the opposite of what you just said. And if you think Patrick Mahomes is going to be Pretty good, pretty effective, like I think he will be. Well, you're going to get a discounted price on his you know, props because Everett, the, the story all week is going to be you know, Patrick Mahomes banged up. He's not the same guy. We saw him struggle. There, no question, the second half against the Jaguars, he was not the same guy hobbling around, uh, inaccurate with his passes because that's his plant leg that is injured. So, you know, you're going to get a lot of you know, overreaction in the market. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes' yardage total going to get pushed down, touchdowns, all this stuff going to get pushed down. There's a very real scenario where we're watching the first couple drives of that game on Sunday saying it might not be Patrick Mahomes 100%, but it's still Patrick Mahomes. He's still pretty good. The Chiefs know that, that he's got to pass them to the Super Bowl. Like they're not, Isaiah Pacheco's not getting them to the Super Bowl. So you might find a discount on Mahomes. I'll be looking at that as the week goes on. I do want to hear the injury reports, hear what he has to say. But, uh, you know, there's a yin and a yang with that. If he comes out, practices Wednesday, Thursday, says, I'm good, I'm great to go. Andy Reid says he looks awesome. Well, then that number's really going to rise for the week. So something to keep an eye on, though. Uh, on the other side, you know, it, it, I think that the Bengals are going to want to be balanced, and that goes along everything, not just run pass, but 
not it's not just going to be the Jamar Chase show. They're going to get T. Higgins involved. They're going to get Tyler Boyd involved. We saw Hayden Hurst have a big, big game against the Bills last week. So I'd be looking at some of the non-Chase pieces of their offense, Mixon, Higgins, Boyd, Hurst, trying to see if there's an over there that you can exploit. Because this Chiefs defense is is better. It's improved, but it's still an average defense. And I think the Bengals can, can really pile up some yards on them. And I think that you bring up something that there should be a little bit of word of caution with as well, because you just mentioned it. This is a line that it could go up or down based on what we hear from Patrick Mahomes. How reliable do you think it is the information that we are going to be able to get this week? Because when it comes to preseason, yeah, a lot of coaches are not going to be lying, being like, oh yeah, I'm going to play my starters for three quarters. They're not looking to do that. The NFC slash AFC championship game, whole different ball of wax. I don't know. And that's a great, great point that whatever they say, if they say anything might not be worth a whole lot. We'll try to read the tea leaves from the reporters out there that, you know, this is how Patrick Mahomes is moving around when, when we see him during the open period of practice or walking up to the podium, even we're going to see that stuff like that. But what they say exactly, we, they might try to throw you off the scent. It might not be exactly, you know, what we are, you know, what's actually going to, we're going to see on Sunday. So going to be very interesting that way i'm still going to be listening still going to be trying to get some clues out of it but you're absolutely right just because Patrick Mahomes says he's healthy or whatever says you know i'm not going to talk about it doesn't mean that that's the truth there's gonna be a lot of mind games we played this week between the chiefs and the Bengals, especially in regards to that injury oh there's no question about it there's going to be a lot of mind games that are going to be played with this one and there's going to be a battle uh, in terms of the trenches that is going to be played on the flip side as Coming up next, we're going to be talking with Frank Schwab, who does great work over at Yahoo Sports about the NFC title game. It is the 49ers and the Eagles, and in my opinion, it's one of the more fascinating games that we're going to find, and we're going to break it down next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Great Peterson Experience is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, which is a surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or they don't provide the satisfaction that you are looking for, but Zen Nicotine products are different because Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. You're able to buy Zen online or find a store that is nearest you at Zen.com. That is Z-Y-N.com and a warning that this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by Frank Schwab, who does amazing work over there at Yahoo Sports. And before we get on the NFC side of things, I do think that there is one question that we do need to take a look at in terms of this AFC title game. And I do think that it does have a little bit of a hand to play in terms of the line that we're seeing right now with the Bengals being a favorite. And that is the fact that Joe Burrow has had the number of Patrick Mahomes. It's very hard for anyone to have the number of someone like a Patrick Mahomes, even a Josh Allen. You're able to go down the list. How much do you think that has played into this line movement? Because if this were the same scenario with, say, Josh Allen, say Brian Tannehill, obviously it would be right, completely right. different with that front, but I insert your top five quarterback here. I feel like it might be a little bit different rather than it being Joe Burrow, the one guy that really has been able to get him. Yeah, I think it's factoring in a lot. I think people look at the Bengals big three and zero against them over the last two seasons and gives them more confidence to bet the Bengals probably gives the Bengals more confidence themselves. But when you look at these three games, They've all been razor thin. I think every one of them decided by three points or less. Maybe one of them was a four-pointer. I can't remember. But they, they've all been right down to the end. Obviously, the AFC Championship game last year went to overtime. So I don't want to make too much of it. The, the coin flipped on the right side for the Bengals three times in a row. That doesn't always happen in one-score games. But at the same time, the Bengals go in Arrowhead Stadium saying, we're not worried about this. We're not scared of them. We're not intimidated. We've won here before, and I think that's a big edge. I, I really do, because this isn't a young team that hasn't been on this stage in this stadium against this team. They know them well. They know they can beat them, and I really do think that helps. And as you pointed out, I, I do think that that 
had a big deal to do with this line flipping over to the Bengals being a favorite. Yep, and I think that it's just so interesting to take a look at for this week because I do think that when it comes to situations like this, you don't want to be just completely falling into that vector of taking a look at the trends and past history because, as I always say, trends don't pay the rent, but at the same time, you don't want to be completely undermining them as well. So finding that balance, I think, is very important. And what we've got to try to find is that balance of the way to take a look at the NFC title game as it is the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles opened up with the Eagles being a one-and-a-half-point favorite, went immediately to two-and-a-half, and it has held there the last few days, seen a small tick up to the total. Most places, you're now finding it at a 46. We've got a straight 46 half here at Circa where I sit, and I personally do lean a little bit more to the under. Now, with Jalen Hurts, he was the guy that had all the questions surrounding him last week. He answered every question and then some. There were design runs for him. He was able to air the ball out very well. He looked terrific against the Giants. This is a completely different defense, though. And for Brock Purdy, this is a completely different team that he has faced as well. So what is your overall takeaway on this game? Because I think that this is going to be an incredible matchup that is going to be one up front. Yeah, I think it's a great matchup, too. And as you kind of talked about the total, I'd probably lean the under just because these defenses are really good. I mean, uh, the 49ers, we know like this is all of a sudden becoming one of those defenses of the 1990 giants, the 2002 Buccaneers, 2000 Ravens, 2015 Broncos who carry a team to a championship. You could see that happening. This, this 49ers defense is fantastic. They really showed it against Dallas last week. Uh, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's is just doing a great job with that unit. Got a lot of talent. I really like everything about the 49ers defense, but Hey, the Eagles kind of reminded everybody last Saturday night. We were, you know, 14 and one when our starter quarterback was in the lineup. Now 15 and one. They just demolished the Giants. And I, I know the Giants aren't great, but you win a playoff game that convincingly. Jalen Hurts looked great. I, I thought starting him off, second play from scrimmage, he throws a 40 yard southfield to Devontae Smith, hits him absolutely in stride. I thought that that was a statement. I thought that was, hey, we're Jalen's fine. We're gonna we're gonna dial up this play and he's gonna hit it. And he did. He didn't have to throw much in that game, so that's why he only ended up with 154 yards. I think Jalen Hurts is totally healthy, and I think I hate to keep moving the goalposts on Brock Purdy because it's always, oh, he hasn't won on the road yet. Oh, he hasn't won a playoff game yet. Oh, he hasn't faced a defense like the Cowboys yet. Oh, he hasn't had a playoff game at Philly yet. That That's unfair to him. He has played really, really well, but at the same time, this Philly crowd is something different. I, this is going to be a very hostile environment. If Brock Purdy can keep his cool and play as well as he has over the last few weeks since he took over as a starter. I'll be impressed because this is a, this is one of those, a rookie quarterback should not be thriving in this type of situation games. We'll see though. He, he's, he's checked every box so far. So I, I don't know why we should doubt him now. And do you feel like Brock Purdy has been just really having that it factor coming through or has it been perhaps a little bit of luck? Because I did take a look at that game against the Dallas Cowboys, and I think that it's very fair to say, even if you're the biggest of big 49ers fan, that he got away with a few passes in that game, and there were probably a few balls that, if they weren't intercepted, they were very, very close to it. He was able to get away with every one of them, and that is something to keep in mind because I don't think that he'll be so lucky if he makes those same throws against the Eagles. Yeah, I, I mean, he has caught some breaks. Like, there's no doubt about that. But a lot of those breaks are are kind of manufactured, I guess, by the 49ers. They're really, really good at getting him in positions where he's not forcing a lot of things. It, you're giving what's given to you. Your, your skill position guys are usually running five yards of separation, which you never see in the NFL. So, yes, he has been fortunate. To, I mean, he's, he's caught some breaks where the big mistake hasn't happened or Trevon Diggs drops an interception or George Kittle... The ball's bouncing off his face mask and he ends up catching it. But again, this is not just, uh, you know, he's got a a horseshoe in his pocket. This team is doing a really good job to put him in the right positions to succeed. It's great coaching by Shanahan here. Probably why he's going to win NFL coach of the year or maybe finish second. He's definitely in conversation. I think that, you know, I don't want to be like, I told you so if Brock Purdy has a bad NFC championship game, because I don't really think it's, it's something where this is a house of cards is just going to fall apart. If he has a bad game, it's because the Eagles are a team that has four guys who have double-digit sacks. They have good cornerbacks. They have playmakers all around the defense. It's a good team. A lot of quarterbacks are going to struggle against the Eagles. 
I'm not going to just dunk on Brock Purdy and say, oh, it's Cinderella, it's midnight, all that kind of stuff. That's not it. Purdy's done a great job with what he's been asked to do. And if he struggles in this game, well, it's probably because the Eagles are a really, really good football team with a great defense. And how much of the success that we've seen with Brock Purdy do you attribute to he himself versus what we've seen out of the just coaching staff that you mentioned with Shannon doing such a good job? Because I took a look at Brock Purdy while he said I was saying I really liked what I saw from him when he was a freshman slash sophomore, but it almost felt like he regressed a little bit towards back half of his time at Iowa State. I was less impressed with him in his final few years, thinking that he would develop a little bit more. And now here he is in the NFL, and he's taking those strides forward that I thought he was perhaps going to take at Iowa State, but never really did. Right. Now, I think it's honestly, it's not just a, a black and white situation here. I just think he's in the perfect system. He's He doesn't need to do everything. If you stuck Brock Purdy on the Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow, the Kansas City Chiefs probably aren't that good, neither is Brock Purdy. But he landed in the right situation with the right coach. They're, again, not asking him to do too much. They play to his strengths really, really well. So can he keep this up? I mean, yeah, if Kyle Shanahan's still his coach next year, I don't see why not. I, I mean, they, they've set him up so well. They know what he does well. They're really, really good at that. They, they've identified, here are the throws you can make. Here, here are the plays we want you to run. And I, so I, I, is it him? Is it the scheme? I, it just doesn't matter. He's in the right scheme. He's doing a job absolutely fantastically so far. So I think this is sustainable to a certain extent just because as long as, as he has that guy as his coach and they know how to use him, why can't he keep, keep having success? Absolutely. And we've got about a minute left in terms of the Super Bowl. Who do you have? Because I know that you were saying that we're probably overblowing the Patrick Mahomes injury a little bit too much and feels like you're leaning a little bit more towards the Eagles here, which I'm leaning more towards the Eagles myself. Yeah, I hate to say this, Greg, but I'm biased because I have all these Eagles futures sitting around <laughs> from before the season. I need these to cash. I'm excited. So I am picking the Eagles, and I am going to pick the – I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm just going to have some blind faith in Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. They're kind of – you know how the Bengals all week were like, oh, you sold all these tickets on the neutral site game. Well, this week it's the Chiefs who are saying, we're the ones being disrespected here. We're going to have a chip on our shoulder. I do think the Chiefs get it done. And then in the championship, in the Super Bowl, I think Eagles get it done. I re They've just been the best team from week one on, really balanced, really deep, really not any weakness with this Eagles team, like what I'm seeing out of them. So uh, hopefully I'm right. Maybe I'm just wish-casting wish a little bit here, Greg. And Frank, you've been joining me for about 20 or so weeks now. You were on the Eagles before week one. So you weren't one of those guys that you joined in like week 13, week 14, or anything like that. You felt true, and you always deliver the goods on this show. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Always appreciate Frank Schwab's time. And coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at some college basketball action for Wednesday here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Football fans with conference championships this weekend, it is time to check out Bet Rivers because you can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet Rivers Squares this football season. Place a $10 or more qualifying bet and you'll get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match up with the final score of the game, you win restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligibility bonus, and credit use do apply. Full terms and conditions are available at betrivers.com slash squares. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, always great to be joined by Frank Schwab, who does amazing work over at Yahoo Sports, taking a look at these big games that we are going to be seeing. Just no shortage of intrigue in terms of the action that we're going to be getting this Sunday and it is going to be an amazing Final Four. I do feel like we, at minimum, have four out of the top five teams. Many of you guys might think that they're the top four teams. I would consider the Bengals and the Bills in just an equal situation, relative equal. So I think that you got pretty much 4A slash 4B top four teams. So I do think that we're going to be seeing some great action, and that is going to cause for an amazing Super Bowl. And that is the way that you always want to end the season with a bang. But... As we know, now that we've got the NFC and AFC championship games, that the NFL season is starting to come to an end, and that means that uh, take a look at some other sports. I actually talked with Andy McNeil yesterday. It was very nice to be able to get him on the horn, talk a little NHL. But my main thing when it comes to non-football sports this time of year, it is college basketball. I also do like baseball, but you can find a baseball game that you're able to bet on. Please do let me know, because right now I'm not finding any. We are... Going to actually have the World Baseball Classic this year. Probably not going to be something that I handicap just because these are teams that are put together a little bit more on the fly and you're doing a lot of handicapping for not a lot of betting, which that's always something that you don't want to have happen. What is really ideal was where you don't have to do a lot of handicapping and you're able to do a lot of betting and you're able to make a lot of money. That's what we always like to find and hopefully we can make that process a little bit easier for you as got a nice college basketball Tuesday card and I am intrigued by this game because we saw a lot of Big 12 action on Tuesday and we've got one Big 12 game for Wednesday so let's take a look at 699 700 on the betting board as it is West Virginia they're going to be on the road facing off against Texas Tech and Texas Tech opened up as a one and a half point favorite now we've seen this go to three in some spots as high as three and a half as well total on this game is any between 140 and a half and 141 and a half and it's a circumstance in which I did set Texas Tech as a favorite of just two points. I do think that this is a number that has went a little bit too far out of whack. I'm going to be willing to take the points with West Virginia. And this is a Texas Tech team that they come in losers of seven straight. And West Virginia has lost four out of their last five. But really, both of these teams are better than their records would indicate. The Big 12 is an absolute gauntlet. Night in and night out, you know that you're going to be in for an absolute war between all of these teams. I mean, we're seeing it right now. We saw a little bit of a blowout in that game between TCU and Oklahoma. But the blowouts that we're seeing in the Big 12, very few, very far between. Every win in this conference should be treated like gold. And for Texas Tech, big key for them, just being able to control the glass in this game. Because they do have a little bit more that you're going to be able to take a look at down low as... They've got Kevin O'Banner, who's been able to do a solid job, chipping in there right in that neighborhood of about six or so rebounds per game. He gives you 15 points per contest. Relatively versatile guy. He's able to shoot in the low to mid-30s from three-point range. And it's a West Virginia team that they do leave a little bit of something to be desired. They're more around 100th in the country. Turns points a lot on a per-possession basis. That is the worst defense that you're going to find in this conference. But they do a little bit of a better job on offense. 
of taking care of the ball than Texas Tech. Texas Tech, a team that ranks right around the outside the top 200 in terms of total turnovers on a per-possession basis as they turn the ball over 14 times per game. Meanwhile, you got a West Virginia team that has a pair of guys in Kadrian Johnson, couple of Joe Toussaint that give you two or that give you a combined six assists per game. And I mentioned the versatility of Kevin O'Banner. On the flip side, you've got good versatility when it comes to Trey Mitchell, someone who's able to shoot right around 40% from three. Nice six foot nine combo player. Came over from UMass and Texas. I do think that West Virginia, with the way that they shoot the three just a little bit more efficiently than Texas Tech, the way that they do a solid job of setting up their offense that they're going to be able to hold in this game. I set my number at two, so being able to get three and a half, I'm going to be willing to take the points with this with this uh, West Virginia team. And when it comes to this total, I did set mine at a 142. I do think that this is going to be a game that comes down to late game felling. You've got a Texas Tech team that they do rank in the top 40 in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis, but at the same time, it's a Texas Tech team that has actually cranked up their tempo quite a bit. Typically, Texas Tech, not a super-duper fast team, they're now in the top 100 in terms of possessions per game. So at a 141.5, it is the absolute highest that I'm willing to take a look at the over on. But we'll take a look at the over, and I'm going to be taking a look at the points with West Virginia. The night is going to be getting started with this game, and it is a team that we were thinking perhaps that they might be the number one team in all of college basketball. They've fallen off ever since, and they're looking to rebound. It is 661-662 on the board. Xavier on the road facing off against UConn. UConn opened up an eight-point favorite. This has been bet down. UConn now between a six-half to a seven-point favorite. Your total, it has also fallen. This opened up at 154.5. It is down to 151.5, pretty much across the board. And this is the lowest that I'm willing to buy in on Xavier at. I set Xavier as a six-point underdog, so... Need at least 60 or need at least six and a half on them. Would like to be able to get a little bit more. Certainly, the opener was a little bit more appealing. But with Xavier, I think that they should be able to hold in this game. And as a matter of fact, last time these two teams played, it did lead to sort of the demise of UConn. UConn was undefeated when they faced off against Xavier. Xavier won the last matchup by 10 points. That was an 83 to 73 game. And this is Xavier Bunchhead. They're leaving a little bit of something to be desired on defense, and this is clearly a strength-on-strength battle because with UConn, in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis, even for all the falters that they have had recently, still a team that they do rank in the top 15 nationally in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. It's a Xavier team that they're currently ranking 170th, but that said, with this Xavier team, you've got great versatility. And Jack Nunge, Zach Fremantle, they combine for 30 points. They combine to be able to give you over 16 rebounds per game. They both shoot over 40% from three-point range. And Kobe Jones, in my opinion, is one of the most underrated players in all of college basketball. He's able to deliver for the team a little bit over 14 points, five assists, five rebounds, shoots 40% from three, Sule, boom. He brings the boom. He shoots well over 40% from distance with 16 and a half points per game. Now, UConn, they've got more pieces that they're able to utilize. Jordan Hawkins is able to give you about 15 and a half points per game. Alex Caravan does a solid job of being able to lend right around 10 points per game. You've got Dominic Klingon, who's seven foot two, just a giant of the earth that's able to give you two blocks per contest. You're able to go down the list of great players that you have for this UConn team. And I do think that UConn is a better team in this spot. And I do think that they're going to be able to get their revenge. I do think that the revenge is going to be a little bit more limited, though. I feel like this was a number that it opened up just a little bit too far out of sorts. And I do like the way that the Xavier team has been able to operate in general. I do think that for UConn, they should be able to rebound a little bit more. And they're coming off of a nice win against Butler. Butler, by the way, it just looks like in for a relatively rough season. They're currently tied with DePaul for the second worst moniker out in the Big East. All right now, dead last. Give credit where credit is due. But Georgetown, they won their first game in 22 months against a Big East foe. So... They're clearly bringing up the rear in the conference, but that's it with Xavier. Do I think they lose this game? Yes, but I think that they hold within the number. I set my number at a six. So here at six half, I'm going to be willing to take the points. I did set my total 152. Last time these two teams played, Xavier was able to get past 80. It was an 83 to 73 game, and I think that we're going to see something similar. Set my total 152. 
going over and I'm going to be looking at the points with Xavier. Going to go through this one very quickly as we've got some Atlanta 10 action that is going to be going down on Wednesday as well. 671, 672, Dayton. They're on the road facing off against Rhode Island with Rhode Island. Now a 9.0 underdog totals between 129.5 and, and 130.5. A, a lot of people might be enamored by Dayton in this spot because now they've got Kobe Elvis, Malachi Smith back in the backcourt. But both of these guys played limited minutes for their standards against George Washington. Don't buy into Dayton just because they are going to have these two guys back because when it comes to injury information, you don't want to gauge whether or not a guy is going to be in, but you also want to gauge whether or not they're going to be close to 100%. I personally made Rhode Island a little bit more of a 7.5 point underdog, so here at 9 to 9.5, I'm going to be willing to buy in. We'll break this game down a little bit further if time allows, but we got to hit our VEASAN pro tip for our number one. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these by show and by sport. Look at the context in which your bet wins slash loses. I think that that is very important. I talked about it a little bit earlier. Losing a spot where a guy throws in a half quarter for you to lose, much different than losing by 40 points. And coming up next, we continue the college basketball chatter. I go through my DK Nation pick for Wednesday. Next on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.